Hello, and thank you for joining us on this podcast episode of That's in the Bible. I'm Bob Pauline. Hi, I'm Caleb. And my question is, what does the Bible really say about abortion? Thank you, Caleb, for your question about abortion. Let's begin first getting a common definition of abortion. We look at the dictionary and it says, well, it's a deliberate termination of a human pregnancy. You know, Caleb, in so many countries, abortion is seen, well, as a mother's choice. And it's most often legal and it's considered to be a common method to ending the life of a growing child. But here's the thing. Should it really be considered as a viable method of birth control? And by the way, is it really a common practice? Before we turn to the pages of the Bible for some very important guidance, as well as the laws of God about this topic, let's first see how common this practice really is and its place that it uh, currently holds in popular culture. Let's take a look at this clip. 80% of the public is against an abortion in the third trimester, and, and almost 65% is against an abortion in the second trimester. So people are divided on this. But I would hope that other people respect the very painful and difficult choice that many women feel they have to make and don't want the government telling them what they have to do. So here you can see uh, not only some basic statistics, but you can also notice how truly uh, divided uh, the public is on, on this, uh, this issue. There's, uh, there's a lot of uh, different uh, viewpoints that people take regarding this topic. So, Caleb, let's, let's state from the outset the stand of the Iglesia de Cristo or Church of Christ. We are truly against abortion as a birth control method. Why? Because it involves the taking away of human life. And God expressly prohibits us from taking another's life or committing murder. What does the Bible actually say about the ending of another's life? Let's, uh, let's begin taking a look at the Bible's stand regarding these topics. For example, we begin here in the book of Genesis, uh, uh, Genesis chapter 9, verse 6. If anyone takes a human life, that person's life will also be taken by human hands. For God made human beings in his own image. So Caleb, God's answer is very clear. What was his instruction? We are not allowed to take another human's life. And was God's instruction further reinforced or relayed by our Lord Jesus Christ to the church? who, by the way, there's no denying that Jesus was the most compassionate of all, because that's what uh, the one uh, uh, gentleman mentioned there, right? He's, you know, like, have compassion. Jesus was the most compassionate of all. What about the compassion, they will say, what about the compassion to the mother's situation? Jesus, like I said, was the most compassionate of all, of all people. Compassion being a common reason that, well, supporters of the legalization of abortion, they always reference that. Here's the most compassionate of all, Jesus himself answering that question. In Matthew 19, 17 through 19, Why ask me about what is good? Jesus replied. There is only one who is good. But to answer your question, if you want to receive eternal life, 
keep the commandments. Which ones? the man asked. And Jesus replied, You must not murder. You must not commit adultery. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely. Honor your father and mother. Love your neighbor as yourself. So here, Caleb, Jesus reiterated God's original instruction not to take the life of another human being. But you know, uh, some may argue that, well, a fetus is not yet a human being. And well, therefore, not yet under the umbrella of God's authority. And therefore, the mother, well, she has the right to choose then to end the existence of that unborn fetus. They would say, that's not a human being yet. It's just a conglomeration of cells. That's why we find in society the well-accepted idea of pro-choice. And there's also, uh, Caleb, uh, some supporters of the pro-choice movement that are also anti-abortion, claiming that, well, a woman's access to abortion, albeit is a human right, in cases of rape, cases of incest, or, for example, when their own life is in jeopardy. The stance of the Iglesia de Cristo, however, remains the same, even in these instances, regardless of the medical situation or the irreverent means or crime of the adults. God's act of creation still exists and should not be retaliated against by another crime in the eyes of God. But at what point has creation happened? That's, that's really the fundamental question, isn't it? And it's, uh, at what point is the creation uh, begun and therefore that uh, individual is under God's authority and the prohibition against murder or taking the life of that human being is in effect. Isaiah the prophet writes a response to that question here. Isaiah 49, verse 5. And now the Lord speaks, the one who formed me in my mother's womb to be his servant, who commissioned me to bring Israel back to him, the Lord has honored me, and my God has given me strength. So clearly, Caleb, since the moment of formation in the womb of the mother, God has been involved. Abortion would thwart then the plan of God in creating that human being. Similarly, abortifacients or uh, contraceptives that cause the unborn fetus to be expelled from the womb of the mother are not considered as a Christian family planning method. Whether they're legal or illegal, we cannot agree with such methods. Why not? Well, as we just read, God formed us right there in the womb of our mother. Removing such then is fighting against the plan and intent of God himself. So instead, the Church of Christ upholds birth control and family planning through artificial methods. This is in agreement with the commandment of God given in the Holy Scriptures that man subdue the earth. And what does God give as instructions or specifics about this? In Genesis chapter 1, the Bible says this, Then God blessed them, and God said to them, 
be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. And, and we all know the meaning of the word subdue. In fact, if we look in a, if we look in a thesaurus, some synonyms would be keep under control, moderate, uh, repress, restrain, suppress, reduce. So God commanded men, yes, to fill the earth through procreation, and mankind has done that. And like I said, many would say the earth is already overpopulated. So in due time, God gave also the command to man to subdue the population or bring it under control. Thus, the use of contraceptives to bring the human population under control, it's not against the will of God. The kinds of artificial contraception, however, unless it's uh, proven to be an abortifacient, inducing abortion, well, if, as long as it's not that, it can be agreed upon and used by couples after consulting, of course, with a medical expert to determine what is the applicability to their own uh, medical condition or health. So, during these times of economic crisis, a large family, for example, with a relatively low income, well, they're going to find it hard to meet all their needs. Children, for example, could be uh, deprived of proper food or nutrition and education. And such bad conditions would only contribute to the increase of social problems in society. Therefore, family planning with the use of artificial birth control methods is part of responsible parenthood. And those who do not provide for their households because of their own carelessness, what does the Bible uh, call them? What does the Bible have to say about them? Let's, let's consider in the writings of Apostle Paul, 1 Timothy 5, uh, 8, it says this, but if anyone does not provide for his own, and especially for those of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Caleb, it's therefore our faith that we and all people should adhere to the laws of God discussed here from the Holy Bible. So as to receive of his abundant grace in this life and in the life to come. Dear friends, Caleb, first of all, thank you so much for your question about abortion, and we hope that the Bible's answers will guide you in, in your own lives. There, dear friends, there's no question that is too basic, no question that cannot be answered by the Bible when it comes to our lives, when it comes to our salvation. Make sure to like and subscribe to this podcast, That's in the Bible, and turn on your notifications for new episodes.